0: Welcome everybody. Let's get comfortable. (sighs) Nice seated position will be a great place to start. Welcome back, welcome back for uh, week two in our ongoing yoga journey, I invite you to sit <clears throat> cross legged lotus, half lotus, sitting on your heels, even sitting in a chair. And in fact, you could even be sitting in your car right now and just listen to the flow. And I ima- uh, imagine that you will still be able to feel quite a bit of what goes down here today. So I just wanted to throw that idea out there that even if you can't make it and roll out a mat and all that and do the class with us, that doesn't mean you shouldn't tune in. Consider tuning in and uh, and just hit and play on your drive to work or whatever, and uh, and try that out. Because the so much of the medicine that's coming through these yoga classes is so much about the the narrative, the narration, which uh, kind of goes in and yogaifies our mind. Uh, it gets us <clears throat> into the yoga mindset, which is the real intention is to come into that place. Yoga. We call this Unum Yoga. Unum is is the name is like another name for yoga. Yoga means Unum. Unum means yoga. What is that? Infinite unity. And the, that's what wholeness is, and that's what healthy is, and that's what healing is. And if we are, if our minds are in a fragmented space, which is just par for the course in everyday life, with our, with our blocked time schedules and our day-to-day, everything is chopped up and we're used to that. And, and when things don't have integrity, when they don't have unity, union, coherence, continuity, and the, these, the continuity is always being broken and chopped. Think about it, if we kind of zoom out for a moment, which is another way of saying, getting, getting into the yoga mind space, the Zen space, the source space, the sanity space, we can see the insanity of our everyday lives in the chop, 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 go, go go, run, run, run <clears throat> and and the, the the discoherence, the incoherence of the of the of the normalized everyday way uh, that we move through life. so if if we don't address that, that at the source in terms of our mind and our minding, and we just go roll out a mat and just do a bunch of yoga poses, that's not going to do it. It's not going to get us into the yoga space. Will it make us feel good? Did we get our exercise in? Did we breathe deeply? Yeah, it's all great, wonderful. But I, I reiterate and I'm going to re- reiterate again and again and again, that's not this yoga class. If you're looking for that kind of yoga class, there are thousands of thousands of options that you can find. That's not what Unam Yoga is. Unam Yoga is about getting, it's not about distracting ourselves from our insanity by, <laughs> by Using our bodies in yoga poses and in a quote unquote yogic way to to make us feel like we're getting a break from it we're we want to break it we want to break that that way of being that that mode we want to get get to the source of the insanity that 's what these sessions are about they're not massage sessions, even though I constantly say that it fe- it should feel like a massage and that's but it's not a massage session to the sense of like you're just getting like a maintenance tune-up here for your body. That is not it. It's it's this is a portal. This is a, when I say portal, it's a way through. You're go, when you go. I want you to come out the other side different than you're coming in, and I want you to stay there. And then the next time we get together, we're going to go even deeper. We're going to go further. Because why? Because we are addressing the real issue here. We are habilitating and rehabilitating our consciousness our mind to be able to stay in the yogic space the unum space the source space the space of bliss the space of well-being the space of the zone and if we're not if we're not going to get to the source of the issue then I'm not helping you and I, and I wouldn't be doing this at all so i just wanted to for those of you joining, I want to just make that really, really plainly clear. This is not another yoga class. It isn't. It's a whole new technology that is based in the in the, the kind of buried technology and essence of yoga uh, that, that got kind of uh, eclipsed by these more objectified and objectifying forms of yoga. So it's not that it's new in the sense of Away from the classical sense of yoga, it's actually renewing the classical sense of yoga for today, because yoga is an evolving art and, and and science, and um and so I just wanted to recap that for you guys to just really be in the right mindset with me in order for this to to um to really work. Um and and again, if you're not able to roll out the mat and do the movements, that doesn't mean you're not going to get a tremendous amount of value from just listening and following and let your mind get tuned into that that yogic space so come let's come into what what are we feeling right now (sighs) if we just sit in in our uh, comfortable position here for a moment i invite you to close your eyes the the visual sense, which is such a an amazing gift to be able to see, to look out these windows and see around us, can also sort of make us um, outwardly focused. Where when we just simply drop those those eyelids, just for a moment, as a transitional um, technique to help us, whoa, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot to see inside of us right now. I want you to just be still for a moment. Just listen to my voice, eyes closed. And I want you to tune in to what's already happening before we go doing this and doing that and throwing ourselves into poses. <laughs> just feel what's already happening. If we're not feeling what's already happening, what's the sense in adding more? We're just gonna be numb to that too. So let's get unnumbed to what we're feeling right now. Great place to start, gravity. Gravity's never not there, and so we stop feeling it. I want you to now feel become aware of gravity as the as the pleasant, comforting, consistent embrace of the earth ah that <laughs> imagine if if gravity suddenly turned off and <laughs> everybody just started floating. you imagine everyone would be freaking out right uh you know gravity You know the 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 root word grave, gravity. It's not grave. Gravity is 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 a beautiful uh, feeling when we get in touch with that that the, the power that we can tune into like think about it the, the earth is so big <laughs> it's so big that we can act it actually has gravitational pull that we can feel and that's amazing so through the sensation of gravity just the weight of your body sitting on the ground or, you know feeling the pressure of your body against the floor the earth and and whatever contact points you're feeling or, or the arms hanging at your side or, or whatever if you if you if you try to imagine leaving the ground you know, to fly, obviously you immediately are met with the feeling of gravity. So just try to feel, try to tune into this, this force that's always there in a, in a way that's really sensitizing it in your cells, in your tissues. You can feel the pull of the earth. Wow, that's amazing. Good, next, the breath, breath, ever-present breath. It's always there. We know that for a fact, if you ever stopped breathing for very long, you started you had to start breathing again because it's it's the mandate of life you got you got to breathe right so what happens if we don't start to tamper with the breath but just awaken to it start to feel and for me as soon as i just bring my attention to the breath it all it automatically deepens i i can't help it it's like it's like the breath has been there the whole time wanting to be deeper it's just been waiting for our attention it's been waiting for our participation not in terms of yanking more air in and pushing more air out that's That's boring. Just in terms of feeling it. Ah, Can you really be, be brave and let that breath in? To breathe is to deepen our ability to feel. And if we're to be honest, a lot of us unconsciously are kind of afraid or a little intimidated, let's say. We're a little intimidated unconsciously about feeling deeper feeling our emotions, feeling our hearts, feeling our bodies, feeling our bellies. Our breath really facilitates that. So I invite you with each inhale to really, there's almost a getting humble, surrender to the breath. Stop trying to power trip on the breath. Just let the breath breathe you. Good. Exhales are, are very different than inhales and yet they're one. So the inhale is this feeling of sort of letting the breath wash over you, come in, and really permeate you. The exhale is a different kind of surrender. It's like don't hold on to it. Don't push it out either. Just let it go. And that's why I invite you to sigh with me. Inhale. Even make a sound. Don't be afraid of making a sound. Ah. Good. Just see what flies out of you. Don't try to adjust it or control it. Ah. Good. There's a a feeling of relief, a feeling of release. We're doing so much. How much can we release in one breath? Inhale. (sighs) Great. Now, remember that word I used a while back, continuity. Continuity is the benchmark of being in Zen flow, yogic flow, unum flow. If you breathe, without breaking the inhale from the exhale, or the exhale from the inhale, your mind has to come into continuity. So this is where we start to go a little deeper now in in terms of the yogic shift. Of consciousness because it's almost safer to have time blocked out that's part of the power trip that, we're, that humans are in can we surrender to the flow surrendering to to synchronize with the flow is to let go of something deep which again wants to kind of power trip on the moment can we surrender to the to the moment that doesn't have any length of time well, the breath can bring us into that. So exhale, really watch the exhale as it doesn't stop. It just curves, rounds into inhale. Watch the inhale peak. It doesn't stop and turn around. It just falls. I like to think of being like a boat on the, in the middle of the ocean and every inhale is like a wave that picks you up. And every exhale is like the, the valley between two wave peaks. But again, there's no separation, it's continuity, it's consistent, it's, it's like the essence of grace to just be un-jerky, non-jerky, non Um. non- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of you're interrupting, we don't interrupt that flow. Just let the waves pick you up and set you down. Good, all of this, we're yogifying our our brain waves, if you want to think of it. We're giving that opportunity for our, our mind, brain, and body to all synchronize to the waves of breath, which is to say the waves of life. Good. Very, very nice. Now, I'm well aware that sitting in cross-legged or any form of sitting on the floor can start to make certain sensations speak up rather loud for some of us. Maybe the knees, maybe the hips, maybe the ankles. I ask for you to just honor your body and make adjustments as you need. That's one option. You can just change if, you're, if cross-legged starts to feel like too much, just let the legs go out in front. Or another option is to just really let those sensations surface. And just see if through this breathing and presencing that we are practicing, if we can't transform these energies because one of the things we really do want to cultivate through this practice is the ability to be able to be still for longer. I'm continuously aware as a yoga guide that the human consciousness is such that we're always like okay let's get on to the next thing okay let's jump to the next thing I'm well aware of that what I'm going to ask you I'm going to delegate that concern to you to to be to be aware of that I want to get on to the next thing how long are we going to be in this how long are we going to be in that and recognize that that is that's exactly what we're exposing right now that that feeling, that impulse that is on all of us. Got to get there. Got to go. Got to get there. Next thing. Next thing. Next thing. That is exactly what is causing us so much stress. And it's going to keep causing us stress and it's going to keep being on top of us until we become brave enough to stop. I'm inviting us all to just stop and stop letting that impulse run the show. It's. It doesn't It doesn't know what you need. It doesn't know what you really need and what you really want. What you really want is peace. What you really want is freedom from that go, go, get there, get there. It's a form of torture. Let's just call it what it is. Let's denormalize it. To always try to be getting on with it is a form of torture. When, I ask you, when do we get to just stop? So adjust your seat if necessary. Change your position. You never have to be uncomfortable. Just be with me. And be still, be brave to face whatever surfaces when you dare to stop. I am your ally, your ally in peace, peacefulness, embodying peacefulness, embodying tranquility and calm, serenity. The very same sensations that make us nervous or anxious are exactly what gives us the opportunity to now grow in our calmness. Why? Because we can see it and we're no longer acting on it, we're no longer bowing to it we're saying "I see you I see that you're you're anxious, I see that you're trying to get onto the next thing. I see that you're in a hurry. I see that you're a stimulus junkie. <laughs> We're stimulus junkies in this culture, more, 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 faster, faster, faster. You know, and we're and we're we're self-privileging in that. Like we get annoyed when something doesn't feed the beasts of instant gratification. We get frustrated. And all I'm saying is, you can get you can get frustrated with me that I'm not getting on with it, but what I'm asking of you in this yogic practice is now to take responsibility for that feeling existing in you. Don't let that lead the way. Don't bow to that beast anymore. Be present, dare to be present with me. Dare to slow down. Dare to get off that treadmill. Dare to say no. To stop is a very brave thing to do. It's a very courageous thing to do. (sighs) Take back your body from that anxiety. What are you trying to get to? Is it possible that at some point along the line, like everyone else, you subscribed to the mindset that there's something in the future that you're trying to get to that's better than now? There's something that you have to do first before you can relax and be at peace. Did you buy into that? I know I did. It's all part of the, the the unconscious mechanisms that we inherit from the world around us, from culture around us, and then we participate in perpetuating. By what? By what? By not stopping. So to stop, in the context I'm presenting to us today, to stop is the ultimate going on strike. You're going on strike now. If you want to be an activist, if you want to change the world. Do it right here, right now by saying no. (sighs) Say no to the beast of instant gratification and impulse and get there. All of those forms. I'm asking you to get really good at noticing when your movements, your activities indicate that you are in service to that and opt out again and again and again. Come back to landing, come back to that gravity, come back to the breath. (sighs) Good, very, very good. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can wait. I can wait for a few minutes, but okay, now, now, now it's enough. Now it's enough. No, s- stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Dare to stay in the peaceful, grounded, present, trusting, deeper version of yourself. That's smiling, a deep smile of the knowing. That all is well, all is accomplished. You're all you already made it. You've made it. Dare to think it. Dare to embody it. There's nothing to fix, there's nothing to change. good and we're going to just go right into the energetic center i think of the nervous system as we call it from a sort of scientific lens i see that as the meeting place between the sort of the, the more energetic subtle to the more gross physical and I, as i remind us always that they're not two different things they're on a continuum and so when we zero in and we do our twist, it's sort of touching right into that 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 hot spot where where that all that which feels like physical, dense, and all that which feels effervescent light, ethereal comes together right there at that that spine. And when we go into this twist, we're gonna just pick a side. I realize, by the way, that when I'm doing when I'm narrating in class, when in physical class and I'm looking at you guys, I always go, I always say the opposite. I'm gonna just say the, when If I'm going to my right, it's going to be to the right. I just wanted to clarify that because in the last couple of flows, I realized it's different on camera. Uh, so um, So anyway, so go over, let's just turn this time to whichever leg you feel more inclined to turn towards. Just ask your body. Do you feel like turning one way or the other and just go? For me, it's the right leg. And just turn a little bit because if it becomes too physical pressure sensation, it, it's that physical pressure can kind of eclipse the more subtle sensation I'm wanting you to tap into right now. It's almost like a twist. That isn't a twist. You're just turning just enough to zero in the attention and the fluid of your spine and the electricity of awareness that courses through it. Think about every sensation you've ever felt in some way, shape, or form. It's actually a miracle if you think about it. It comes through that that spine, that spinal fluid in the brain-body communication. And so by zeroing in on that spine in a very almost delicate way, you're doing something different than if you just yanked into a, um, a stretchy kind of spine uh, twist. So just zero in a little bit and just turning the head a little bit and, and feel, I want you to do the most subtle twist you've ever felt. And just let the breath come in and caress. The power of gentleness is what I want the theme to be today. Transforming our relationship with the body as as dense stuff to really enliven the body as living matter, breathing matter, energy matter, aware matter. There you go. Matter is aware. Good, now that we've honored that subtle twist, for the last few, I like to bring that left hand to the right knee and just, that just allows us to add a little bit of pull. But meanwhile, the left hand on the floor to the side of you is adding a little bit of push. Just a little bit so that you can, now that we're, instead of going from the outside in with the twist, we started from the inside, touching that energy of the spine. And now when we add the twist, it's so much juicier than it would have been. So if you want to start to really add that yummy sensation of rotating to where you can actually feel it in the tissues surrounding the spine, it's gonna, it's gonna feel really, really good. And it's gonna feel um, an integrity <clears throat> with, the, with the ethos of, of honoring your body. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Good, now the glidey, wonderful transition which I, I invite you to not rush. Remember there's a whole aspect of moving out of a, a given posture where you feel that journey instead of fly past it. And then we're gonna start on the left side or the right side, depending which side you started with, with the same degree of just gentle rotation. Just very subtle. Turn on the lights. (sighs) Aware of gravity, aware of the downward pull, but also aware of the sky, the spaciousness above us. Yes, even if you're underneath the ceiling, that ceiling doesn't stop you from tuning into the sky. Good. still just very gently rotating here. Think about the, the light that is coursing through your nervous system and your, your spinal cord is like the trunk of the tree and the brain is also getting its activation here. It's all lighting up with love, with breath. Good. And if you desire for the last few, add just a little pull on the knee, a little push on the floor. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it should feel really good. <sighs> Now, the coming back to center starts with just the simply, if you're pulling on the knee, you stop pulling. If you're pushing on the floor, you stop pushing. You just release that pressure, and the natural elasticity of your living tissues will draw you. start to draw you back, and then you just ride that wave back to the center. (coughs) And when you come back to the center, just take a moment to appreciate before we move on. Remember, one of the things that I'm, Inviting you to practice is the quality over quantity inversion, which means <clears throat> we recognize that we're so used to the mindset of more equals more, meaning more postures, more pressure, further into the pose, more flexibility. We're, we're so conditioned. And if we don't recognize that, we can't, we can't unsubscribe. <laughs> you have to recognize that it's instilled in all of us. The more is more program. To understand less is more. When we put, when you understand less is more, then we understand what I'm trying to show you today, in, in in a really kind of unapologetic way. Really understand that quality is not up to us to force it, to push it. We can't. For the more we're trying to push it and get more out of everything, the less we get. We wither on the vine when we do that. We must honor everything we're doing and that subtle pressure that gentleness that slowness is how we allow breathing room for the for the, the the quality the quality that that it has been we've been desensitized to it we have to resensitize guys it takes some practice and it takes some patience and it takes some remembering <sighs> So, just keeping that in mind with me, we're gonna lean back onto the hands just so that we can unpack the legs. And when the, any time we're in a certain position for an extended amount of time, we wanna even more so honor the transition away. So, that unpacking of the legs should be something that we really take our time with and enjoy this feeling. The longer you take with it, it's almost the more powerful it is. As you extend and slide those heels out in front of you. Just reach through those heels. Lean back on the hands. And it's like you're drawing the toes back towards you. Or you're reaching the toes or you're flexing the legs. It's like I, I want you to imagine if this is the first time you've jumped into a human body <clears throat> and you just want to find out what these legs are. What are they what are these legs? Feel them, really feel them like you've never felt them before. Even close the eyes. Try to try to See the interior and feel the interior of your legs. Feel the bones, feel the marrow. Good. Resensitize, wake up to what you're already feeling and then the next ingredient that we're gonna add into the mixture is a very basic one. We're just gonna come up off the hands, that's all. Just come up off the hands and let the hands float to the lap please today, do not try to reach the toes. Just sit with me. Even if you can fall <laughs> perfectly in half, which most of us can, not you know, tummy and chest on the flush on the legs. Even if you can do that, I promise you, if you just pause a moment, you're going to be feeling something right here. Good. Even just to pick up the spine a little bit, to just grow a little taller, to maybe just draw the toes back the tiniest bit. Just feel all the things that just wake up in the body. You don't have to do a lot. And if it feels like too much on the backs of the legs, just bend the knees a little bit. the The knees can come up off the floor, that's fine. What you're doing here is not a pose. You're not trying to do a yoga pose. What you're doing here is entering into aspects of the body that this posture serves us in. So the posture serves the body, not the body serves the posture. So the posture is giving us a way to open up and tune into the backs of the legs. For a lot of us that can be intense if, it's, if the pressure is too strong. So that's why you can lift the knees or, or if, you've, if uh, bringing the hands to the lap was too much of a change, you can just keep the hands behind you and just use them to gently increase the pressure there. Either way, we're just feeling the backs of the legs, remembering that always we're just feeling ourselves landing in gravity, feeling the sky above us, allowing the breath to move through us with humbleness and thankfulness as we watch our body, as we treat our body as though it's not just our object to, to manipulate, but we treat our body with, with reverence and, and ask, hey body, what do you need? What are you feeling? Have I, been, have I been a little bit rough with you, body? Have I been a little bit insensitive to you, body? Have I been ego tripping on you, body? dare to ask these questions. Now, if you feel the authentic desire, the craving <laughs> to increase the intensity of what's happening in the backs of the legs or to continue it into the back, You can just simply, almost it almost is like a slouchy uh, kind of position that I'm assuming right here, like I fell asleep in the middle of the pose, not doing really anything here but letting gravity have the weight of my shoulders and my head. And wow, I mean, if if you can feel how this posture just covers the entire backside. And all we're doing now is letting the postures serve to to sort of show us what's been hiding out in the tissues, especially in the backside of the body, almost the full length of the backside of your body. We're just going to meet it with zero judgment. Zero, oh, it's, it's good, it's bad, it's, it's nothing. It is what it is. Just love exactly what's appearing in your body right now. Envelop it in your loving breath. Let the sounds flow if you need to. It could be so good to vibrationally exhale, because <sighs> that becomes your voice. Almost becomes a transformer of stuck energy in the body to whew, free energy. So the power of the voice is not to be, is, uh, you know, underestimated. It's not you're not just emoting. You know, uh, you're you're really. Um, giving your body an opportunity to let go of all that stuff we didn't even know we were holding on to. So just, I invite you, I'll be quiet now, and just, we'll just breathe together. <sighs> good. Mm, doesn't it feel good to just stop? Slow down. Remember that we're never fixed to the pose. And if you ever start to feel fixed or rigid or stiff, please, just simple, simple technique, just sway. Just tip, tilt. Just sort of, when we do that, we're, it's like we're breaking the mental mold. We're reminding our, our, not just our mind, but our bodies, oh yeah, I'm not in a pose. The pose is in me. I'm, I'm not being used by the posture. Posture is absolutely malleable, fluid, and flexible. So you're always allowing that sense of spaciousness and fluidity. It's very essential that you remember that, lest we default into that stiff kind of feeling pose. <clears throat> and then you're gonna be waiting for me to pull you out of it and so forth and so on. We don't want that. We want you to, I want you to always remember that there is never a dull moment as long as you're being present, as long as you're participating in what you're feeling right now, I promise you, you will never be bored and you will never be waiting, but participate in what you're feeling. Breathe with it, sound with it, move. Talk to your body. Good, then, and I, and just before we move out of it, I just want you to just observe over this time that we've been hanging out here, has your, have your tissues relaxed more? Have you sort of melted into it a little more? Without pushing, we're gonna just start to back away nice and easy. Really feel this journey. I want you to just feel it. What's that sensation now, that we're feeling of the that pull that was in the backs of the legs, just slowly coming back? to its original orientation as we lean back on the hands. And yet, as we come back, there's a sensation like a an, uh, an after effect or an aftertaste, I like to call it, in the legs. I just want you to be perfectly still and just feel that for a moment. Appreciate that. Enjoy it. Ah, <sighs> good. I think of it almost like if you just... Picked up a guitar and you just plucked one string. Boom! And you just let it ring in its simplicity, in its single noteness. There's something really nice about that. And we're just every, we're doing, with each pose, it's like we're just plucking one string, so to speak. That vibration is is very dynamic, but it's just like we're. We're making it simple for ourselves. So we can just feel this flavor. Hear this sound. And our tissues ring out in the stillness. Every posture is just one beautiful plucked note. Mm, Good. We're going to bring the soles of the feet together and we're going to try a whole very, very different orientation. Take your time. Bending the legs, drawing the feet back so that the soles of the feet can come together. When the soles of the feet come together, just much like the hands. You know, I was thinking to myself, why is it that we put our hands together in prayer? Why is it that we put our hands together and say Namaste? There's some there's some significance to that. Or we say thank you, the little thank you emoji, <laughs> the palms together. What is that? When the hands meet, the left and right meet, something unites. There's that unum, that connectivity. There's the the unification of opposites. Well, the soles of the feet are no different. When we unite the soles of the feet, something happens. I want you to just kind of feel that for a moment. Don't do anything else. Just feel the soles of the feet together. And as the, the knees, we're still supported by the hands here, as the knees just surrender to the pull of gravity, the legs surrender to pull of gravity, you're going to just... Feel that connection in the feet and feel the opening sensations that begin to appear in the hips and in the groin area. And we're just going to let gravity hold us here. Stillness does not mean stiffness. Remember that. What is fluid stillness? What's fluid about it is presence, your present participation, your participation by feeling, by watching, by breathing. (sighs) Nothing ever stays the same. It's always changing. Now, as we start to walk the hands gently forward, you're gonna start, you're, you'll notice your torso becomes more erect or maybe even you feel good about bringing the hands from behind you to in front of you. Taking the feet is always nice with the hands interlocked, something like that. We're noticing the, 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 the changes that we would have normally skipped by in a hurry. We're noticing, wow, that was actually pretty big from leaning back to just sitting up is increasing the pressure and changing the angle. So just, I, I want you to just kind of really become hyper-attuned to exactly what you're feeling and where in those hips so that we can really explore micro-adjustments, just little, maybe maybe just talk to it, experiment a little bit. Maybe you want to tip forward a little. Maybe you want to lean back. Remember, it's not just the angle of the torso, because you can do a whole lot with your torso without changing your pelvis. It has a lot to do with the pelvis in relationship to the legs. So you're you're exploring, you're exploring that angle. And asking your hips, what do you need? What's the most delightful and deeply penetrating angle without being intrusive or forceful? How can we get into that deep, deep, deep groin areas where, you know, the kind of the most profoundly deep layers where again you start to touch that place where energy and matter meet so to speak and then you hang out there and you breathe and you adjust and you heal good and as far as the curvature of the 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 torso or the back that's just a matter of do you want to feel it in your back if you want to round into this that's going to bring a lot of color, much like in our forward fold that we did prior, prior to this pose. You're going to feel all that opening. You can include that. That's fine. Just make sure it's not distracting you. Make sure it's enhancing what's going on in the focal area of this pose, which again is the hips, the groin, that whole area. We're not trying to push through anything. We're not trying to get rid of anything. We're not trying to get flexible. We don't care if the knees ever go down further. What do we care about? I just want to feel it. I just want to feel. It. I'm asking my body, what's going on? What's going on, body? Time massage is a nice as a nice uh, analogy here. A time massage therapist is almost putting the client into yoga poses for the client. And that time massage therapist can't just be, Unilaterally, you know, manipulating the body without any sensitivity to the, to the, to the client, right? Well, in this analogy, you are the Thai massage therapist and also the client at the same time, and in, in a way, you are the best massage therapist for yourself because you know exactly what you're feeling in real time. So, what's so cool about that, as long as you're honest with yourself. You're not trying to get flexible and you really are honoring what you're feeling, then you can really go that because of that that trust between you and you and you know exactly what you're feeling, that's actually what allows you to go deeper without it being a forceful thing without it being a unilateral uh, imposition on the body now it's now it's a dialogue now it's it's uh, teamwork you're working with your body and then you can really add the massage pressure much deeper, and it's not that you're pushing against. It's more that you're penetrating into. Good. So if uh, an increased pressure facilitates that deeper penetration into the tissues as you are experiencing it directly, feeling it, then go for it. If adding pressure feels like it creates almost more of a superficial ow, Then don't do it. That's your body saying, Nope, too much. You're not coming from the right place. Back off. So it's an it's a continuous asking. You're never not in the asking of what's appropriate now. And that's why the the language of the body is really straightforward. It's in a way it's just saying, Yes, I like this, or no, I don't like this, you know, and you're just honoring that. And that's when it comes to you know, being honest with yourself. Am I, am I on some agenda here? Am I, am I uh, like, underneath it all, am I just trying to get flexible so that I can touch my toes or whatever? <clears throat> and you're just always, when you notice that, you don't shame yourself for it. You just go, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again, and come back to, what am I feeling? That's what we're practicing here today. Super, super simple, super gentle, but yet super deep. Good, very nice. So now, just like always, when we've been somewhere for a while, we don't wanna fly out of it as that could be jarring to the tissues. We wanna honor the body by slowly coming back out and leaning back onto the hands. Oh yeah, and then we're gonna come down to the elbows. Hang out the elbows, nice halfway zone. So what happened here is that the, the pelvis is now reclined. Really try to, sometimes thinking about the anatomy really is helpful for understanding what's going on and what's changing. So when we lean back on the elbows, what's happening? The legs are staying the same, but the pelvis in relationship to the legs is changing, and then that gives us a whole different angle of approach. So we're, it looks like we're in the same pose, but it's actually could have a very different effect. So we're just feeling that, tuning into that for a moment, halfway down, and then as gently as we can, we let the rest of ourselves come down onto the back. Oh yeah, very nice, good. <sighs> Something sweet happens in this moment. I'm gonna scooch down here a little bit, where where because you're you don't know you no longer need to support yourself. Oh you know in the gravitational field with your legs or your arms or any muscle, you really can let go here in this posture, which we've been moving towards, what, what we're doing now is what we've been almost building up for for the last five to ten minutes now. We're going now deeper than ever into this inner hips area. And what's cool about this version of it is it allows us to really let go. It really allows us to surrender and just let gravity have the weight of your body. And whatever surfaces sensation-wise, which is typically in those hips, in the groin area, pelvis, wherever you feel it is where you're supposed to, let it surface, let it rise. Don't, Don't tamper with it. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to you know, move it along, just let it be exactly what it is. That's where the breath becomes very powerful because the breath is like the the yes. You're saying yes. You're in a, a, it puts you in a space of allowing whatever is to be. No longer power tripping on it, no longer tampering. want to just interject that there is a time and place for really going for it really moving for really breaking a sweat really vinyasa style flow like i love that flow and oftentimes when i do my own practice I, that's the route i go Again, that is not the spirit. What we're, we're trying to do here today is much more about daring. So if we think, if we like a more challenging yoga practice in quotes, ch- challenging can mean two things. Challenging can mean, oh, it's challenging because I had to really keep up and I had to breathe, I had to develop my stamina and my muscle strength and all of that stuff. That's one kind of challenging. I'm inviting you into a whole different kind of challenging. It's actually, I think, even more challenging. Can you dare and challenge yourself to slow down? Can you dare to be gentle? Can you dare to hang out in one place with one sensation for longer than a few seconds? A lot of that go, go, go approach that we're all so used to is a lot of that is based in a phobia. A phobia of becoming still, a phobia of facing ourselves, a phobia of feeling ourselves. We like it superficial. So let's keep it superficial, guys. You know, that's a lot of what the culture condones and 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 celebrates, in fact, is is ways to keep keep up the farce, to keep up the superficial practices. So it's daring, it's badass to slow down. It's courageous to be gentle. I just want to keep reminding you of that because I'm aware of how much programming we have received to the contrary. So just keep remembering what you're doing right now is awesome. It's powerful. We have prejudice against gentleness. There's a there's a cultural prejudice built in, uh, an implicit bias. Against gentle, slow, still. Good, so something has been happening this whole time that I've been meditating with you, and you may not notice it because it's not a quick adjustment, it's a gradual adjustment, and openings that have been happening that you may not even know how to detect yet. But I promise you, there's all kinds of release happening in slow motion. We want to honor that by not, again, yanking ourselves out of this form, but really creating almost the slowest transition we've done yet. So just to know where we're going, eventually the legs will come together. It's that simple. The legs stay the same shape, we're just uniting them. I want you to experience this journey in high definition, meaning that you're very slowly starting to bring the legs up if you can see my knees, they're, they're starting to move away from the floor, which means what? That, that Mechanically speaking, there is a, an engaging of the muscles of, that inner, of the inner legs, the groins. The very muscles that have been surrendered and relaxing are now gonna start to gather and contract, but that contraction does not have to be a tense one. It does not have to reintroduce tension, and so that's what the challenge of this transition is. Can we contract these muscles without introducing tension? Just take your time. The knees are moving away from the floor, and they're drawing towards each other. And as they go, you're going to feel everything. Feel it all. Keep your breath flowing. I'm about halfway. Wherever you are and it, it's just fine. Now, a very, very common effect of this is the legs will start to almost involuntarily tremor and rumble and shake and I love it when that happens let that happen that's a good sign and if you need to really pause along the way and let those let those shakes really take place that's cool you don't have to you don't have to make them happen but certainly don't fight them and just keep drawing the knees towards each other At some point, the the feet will have to sort of, the outer edges of the feet will start to slide away from each other and the feet will need to get flat. Good. Just a nice cleansing sweep of the legs through that full range of motion until the legs unite. Good. Once the legs are united, we're gonna just let the feet start to peel off the floor, slow motion, because actually a lot happens in that when, you're, when you start to pick up the feet. Notice what happens in your sacrum, in your tummy. Just notice all that. And start to draw the legs in towards the chest. That's a motion of your core, your psoas, your deep abdominals there. And then we're gonna let the upper back leave the floor and wrap the arms around the legs like a hug, and then return. If you can take the opposite elbows, do that. If not opposite elbows, opposite hands, forearms, but get, get a kind of bind on this, because when we let our head and back return to the floor, you'll feel how this goes right into the same area of the hips. Oh, goodness. It's such a, a sweet feeling. <sighs> Good, so your legs are actually relaxed now. There's no muscles working here except for however you're holding the, the container of your arms. Everything else is completely relaxed. And then just gently rock, even just the littlest bit side to side, sort of feel. Since the container of your arms is rather snug, the legs don't have a lot of wiggle room. So when you rock side to side, where does the wiggle go? Right into those hips again. Picture I want you to picture the ball and socket area of the hips and just... As you as you gently rock, oh wow. It goes right into the 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 magic going into the ball and socket in there and just feel into that deep in the circulation there. Draw the breath in there. Ah oh, good. Good. I always hesitate a little bit to to speak of the exact anatomy, because I don't want you to just think of your body as like these these body parts, but the visuals can assist us in terms of understanding where the focal area is. But then I want you to kind of let that, that, you know, exact anatomical imagery go and just feel it directly. Dare to have a direct encounter with these deep spaces in your body. Could there be... Could there be things, aspects of yourself that you've forgotten or abandoned along the way of our busy, busy lives? Be open to meeting aspects of yourself that you've forgotten, reconnecting with yourself. The sensations, the physical sensations are more than just physical stuff. You're you're not just feeling physical stuff. What, What is a sensation anyway? but the relationship you have to it. The way that you're interfacing with the sensation has everything to do with the sensation. So a sensation is not a fixed thing external to your consciousness. The sensation involves your consciousness. And so every posture allows us this opportunity to discover the relationship that we are having with our bodies and with ourselves. Good. Now we're going to let... Let's say the left leg escape from the embrace of the arms. We're going to keep the right leg. We're doing everything extra slowly today. And that leg goes out and slides out straight. Oh, yeah. That alone is just an amazing shift and change. What happened? Let's just take a moment, and and you can keep the, the leg in the arms, or you can take interlaced fingers in front of the shin maybe, just kind of below the knee, and, and uh, just let your arms be lazy. So you're just letting your, your right leg just be in a natural position, left leg limp and lazy, and just ask yourself, what am I feeling if I don't do anything here? Just tune in. And then we start to venture. First thing that we can do just to explore is just let that knee sort of glide out to the side a little bit more. What happens? What's changing? Where are you feeling it? Good. Let that knee start to glide more towards the center. What are you feeling? What's changing? Wow. It's amazing. That little, it's a few inches. (laughs) And it's amazing how different, they're like there's like uh, 10 different <laughs> places for me that I could stop personally to just go, whoa, there's a spot, whoa, there's a spot. So you want I want you to just have that full range. And assuming that you're, you have some kind of version of what I'm feeling, which means like a lot of, a lot of places you might s- wanna spend a while and just explore, find, let's say find one that feels particularly attractive right now in terms of, oh yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hot spot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out right there and just breathe. And explore, remember, the, it, one of the things that I want you to learn is how to explore more and more small movements, tiny movements, micro-adjustments. A teacher once used those words years ago. And I always like that, micro-adjustments. just And micro doesn't mean insignificant. It's that you're shifting the way of, you're shifting your value system so that smaller movements become big movements. So I could be looking right at you and not tell that you're moving great distances within inside of you. Like if I just move my knee a little, one millimeter outward more, I'm experiencing a huge travel inside of my body. a Huge distance there. That's what I mean by you're changing the value system. You're a little is a lot. Okay, so that's the value system we're using here as we explore the inner body. That's why I often bring in that, that little thought experiment. What if I were a hundred feet tall or a thousand feet tall, or just in, in other words, a lot bigger than you normally think of yourself? It's just a way of sort of shifting the lens so that we can honor the smaller motions as highly significant and valuable. Good. So as I've been talking, you may, you're, you may have migrated from one zone to another. We're just really always staying in constant asking body, what do you want now? Good. And then we're going to just let this change a little bit. We're going to let our, our left hand reach down for the right foot. That may not be an option for some of you. Let it be maybe the ankle or whatever. But the idea is to now let that right knee go more outward. And if it is possible, take both take the foot with both hands. you can be still on your back, and just notice how you can bend your leg more or you can straighten your leg more. and now this gives us our range of motion here. What's the focal area? It's going to be the hip still, but now it's going to be a kind of whole different angle that 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 m- meaty outer aspect of the glutes and all of that that whole area you should start to feel that more maybe down into the To the thigh wherever you feel it's where you're supposed to feel it. It's just a change in the angle if you like pigeon pose where we're You know a uh, uh, face up and th- and the leg is underneath us. This is kind of bordering on an upside down pigeon pose but with a pigeon pose you have to contend with the floor so it's usually the leg usually has to bend a lot more. What's cool about being on our backs is it allows us to get into these aspects now because we're not pressed against the floor that way. So that's what's so cool about this one. Just hang out and breathe, explore. Remember, tip, tipping, tilting is amazing how much we can change the effect of a pose with just a little angle shift. Always breathing. Ah. <sighs> Good. The next little shift here is we're just sliding that left foot back. So the left foot goes flat. That means the left knee is bent. And we're just sliding it back to a comfortable placement so that we can gently place the right foot or ankle just on top of the leg there. We sit, some of us sit like this when you're in a chair, right? You put one one ankle on the other. So we're just kind of assuming that position, it makes a figure four shape there, between the legs, a kind of triangle space. Now our bodies are different here, so if upon bringing that left foot off the floor you can reach through that hole with the right hand and take the front of the knee and around with the left hand, interlace the fingers, that's the the standard version of the pose. If that's not an option, you could always just do the left hand on the leg, or if the front of the knee is too far to reach, try underneath in the thigh. The idea here is to let the right leg now be passive. And and you're using the surface of your left leg and the pull of your arms now. Remember that uh, Thai massage therapist analogy here. So your right leg has just got to be in receptive mode. You're not pushing against or fighting, just really be the massage client. Meanwhile, your arms are the massage therapist, adding the pressure, pressing in, and, and so it's, it's an interesting practice to be both passive and active at the same time, but that's exactly what I'm asking you to do, and, and a lot of the postures ask us to do that. There's an there's a active quality, but also a passive and receptive. So we're just gonna hang out here for a little moment. Breathe, remember that you absolutely can tip, tilt, rock. And if at some point you actually want to play with actively opposing, so I was just saying the right leg can be passive, but also it becomes interesting when you start to press. you're pulling with your your uh, arms and your left leg, but you're pressing with your right leg. That's I've found really some cool activations and deep places that have I've been able to touch through that little activity. So just know, there's so many ways you can explore probably things you can discover just by exploring that I haven't even thought of. Explore, guys. Good. Now we're gonna let the knee slide gently out of the hands. The left foot returns to the floor. And we're gonna just adjust this a little bit by bringing the right leg now, just like we we sit cross-legged sometimes, now we're gonna do more of like a cross-legged version of this. Some may be able to hook that ankle, that foot right around the ankle. If that happens without forcing or pushing, you can feel free to do that either way. But even if it doesn't happen, this is still highly valuable. And what we're gonna do is just let that left hand guide the leg, the legs, to just topple. Let the, let the legs just topple to the left but meanwhile, that right shoulder, though it may come up off the floor a little bit, is basically staying, you want your upper back to stay on the floor because it's that those opposing directions that creates this very delightful and unique twist. And then I always like to encourage you to not be super rigid with this, but to really just let the feeling take over and contort. Once you get into that spine, it's like you gotta just let it, You know, happen when you wake up in the morning and you do a a morning stretch, you're not thinking, oh, my arms should be here and my legs should be there. You're just, you're just, what are you doing? You're just letting the stretch take over. You're letting that feeling. So I want you to get that feeling right now. Just let it take over. Embody thyself. Good, very nice. And as always, very conscious drawing yourself back to the center. Unwrap that right leg, let it go straight. Draw that left knee in, interlace the fingers on the front of the knee just below, or the inner thigh if that feels better. Uh, default to whatever is the most lazy positioning of this. Just find out where your where your hip goes, where your leg goes when you Don't do anything. Just pulling it directly in. Good. And like we did last time, now we're just gonna begin to explore. You know the name of the game here. Just gonna um, give you a break from my voice and just be with your hip. Just remember the subtleties and keep exploring. I forgot to mention on the other side that this is also a nice time with your foot kind of dangling free. It's always nice to kind of bring in some, some foot circles. Might get some ankle pops. And just lubricate those ankles a little bit with some fluid motion. Good, then we let it turn into that upside down kind of pigeon format a little bit more by reaching for the foot or the ankle or however you want to do that. But again, remember the idea is that the knee, instead of being more in towards your chest, goes more outward. And that's why reaching for the foot is the idea here because that allows us to accentuate that. It's about the angle of approach. Change the angle, you change where it's going and the effect. Very simple concept, but it's good to know that. And then, not just the angle of the the knee, but then how bent is that knee? and there's no one way that's better than the other. I just invite you to explore your range. You can almost go all, almost all the way straight from one end of the spectrum or all the way bent to the other end. Usually it's somewhere in between that we find the, the sweet spot. Less is more quality. Over quantity. <laughs> mm. Very nice. That 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 uh, right foot starts to flatten and slide in, or it could even leave the floor to meet the ankle. However, you want to go about that. It's it's all gravy and bring that left arm through the space between the legs and take the front of the the knee just below the knee on the upper shin and gently pull for at first a passive receiving left leg deep breaths Good. this uh, turned into a a far more mellow and gentle flow today than even I was anticipating. So, hey, (laughs) happy surprise, let's go with it. I think it means that we all need a lot more gentle. And when we get really good at being gentle, funny enough, that's what makes us much more competent in handling intensity. Let that sink in. Because we we will explore more intensity on Saturday. We're gonna take it up again. and even more so. But in the context of being able to be very gentle and sweet with ourselves, you can go much deeper and with more heat and more power without it being uh, harsh or desensitized. Good. That's going to let the uh, leg slide out of the hands, a soft landing of the foot. Then we're going to go into the kind of cross-legged formation, wrap the foot again around the leg if that happens easily and naturally. And then maybe with the help of the right hand, you're just gonna let those legs topple. And you know what to do, just be natural. Oh goodness, this one always goes right in for me, right into that deep, deep, deep place. And I hope it does for you too. just really allow this posture to Provide the opportunity for you to essentially touch yourself as deeply as possible from within with your mind. I really want you to to that, see how deeply you can enter into the insides with your consciousness. It's a kind of commun communion, a moment of deep communion. Uh. <sighs> erasing that line, that illusory boundary that, that separates the mind from the body and energy from matter. We're going to erase that line. It's like, a, it's like a wound that we all unknowingly carry. It's like a broken circuit. There's mind up here and body down there His thoughts up here and and feelings down there there's like there's a there's like a chasm closing that gap good coming back to the center unwrap the legs to balance out the sides after going side to side i always like to just bring in that dual leg hug again self hug asana which means you're not just holding the legs with your arms and, and waiting. You are hugging. What is a hug? Is a hug, can, could you get a, a meaningful hug from a robot? I wonder. I think if you got a hug from a robot, which was mechanically programmed to wrap its arms and squeeze, <laughs> I don't think you'd be feeling the love. So don't hold your legs like a robot. Hug. What's a hug? What makes a hug a hug? The love how how many times have you gotten your own hug? <sighs> Other people get your hug. Why not you? Good, good. And then we're gonna just let it unravel, unwrap, and into a kind of shavasana positioning. <sighs> and just let it, let it, let that all tingle in your cells and in your tissues. Hmm. And you can kind of think of this particular approach, this style that we're exploring today is something in between that seated meditation, which can be kind of dull and, <laughs> and, um, not that it has to be, but it can be kind of, you know, t- stiff and and almost harsh and and having to sit still for that long. And this kind of like go, go, go yoga flow that we often do, this is like the meeting of the two. so we're it's like we're doing in effect what a seated meditation would do, cultivating stillness, calmness, serenity. But we're not forced to have to sit in one position the whole time. We can. Really, just bring that that serene energy into deep aspects of our body and into our joints, and, and just do do basically it's it's yoga meditation, a meditative massage, massage meditation. That's the kind of the spirit of today. To top off the flow, I just wanted to get a little bit of upside downness. Upside down is is a very very wonderful thing for us. And there's a number of approaches and I want you to decide what's best for your body. The most basic of which, even if your legs are just up from the ground with the help of the arms perhaps to just get some of that reverse blood flow feeling. That's fine. As a next landing place is the hands to the low back. Right around the sacrum. And what's good about this is that you know the, the neck is not being at all overly bent or compressed and you're getting even more of that reverse blood flow as it pools in the upper chest cavity heart throat brain i also like to think of how the underside of our body of the cells of our body just because we're usually in a vertical we're all, we're usually on our backs seated or standing right but we're rarely upside down. So the underside of our tissues rarely gets to get drenched in that oxygenated blood, which you are infusing right now with deep breaths. And only if you're familiar and you feel genuinely uh, called to go even more vertical with it, you can start to walk the hands up the back or, or down the back, depending on how you look at it, to close the gap between the chest and the chin, which will obviously increase the lengthening effect at the base of your cervical spine, upper thoracic spine. And we wanna make sure that that's, that's the, the place we don't want to, to force anything, right? You just wanna really be kind and careful. And just letting the underside of the tissues and the cells of your body and your organs just get drenched in nice, oxygen-rich blood. Deep breaths. Let your legs play a little bit while they're here. Good. If you have propped up onto the hands, you start by removing the hands and let the back as if vertebrae by vertebrae return to the floor. And once, your full back is on the floor. The legs start to fall. And then we're gonna just drop right into our Shavasana. Hmm. I find the most relaxed form of Shavasana is not necessarily traditional legs together, um, hands at the side, but to, to kind of get some space between the legs. I feel like that's the most relaxing for the hips and pelvis. And some space between the torso and the arms. Find Find the angle that feels the most surrendered, and we're going to now just become become uh, aware of the move, movements of the cosmos, to put it that way. You're on a planet. If you think of the center of the earth as the heart of the earth, just like we have a heart and we think of that as sort of the home of our love and our feelings in that in that way think of how how the earth's heart what's the what's the the feeling of, of the earth's love and the earth's heart i want you to connect your heart to the earth's heart as we as we join her in her rotation her dance And when we connect to the Earth, we're not just connecting to the Earth alone, but through the Earth, becoming aware of gravity, as we were saying earlier, and and visualizing her center, we connect to her center. And via her center, we connect to all the centers of all the planets, and moons, and stars, galaxies. (sighs) As we face upward, which just as well may be called outward, into outer space, I just want you to feel the bigger picture, see it in your mind's eye, the bigger picture of where we are. I mean, it is unbelievable that we are able to ever tune out how magical this universe is around us human's ability to normalize and just be like, yeah, whatever, it's just the sky. Ah, it's just stars. Ah, it's just, (laughs) yeah, it's just the earth. It's just clouds. It's just the sun, whatever. We get used to stuff. It's kind of sad. We forget how to feel the beauty and the magic and the wonder and the awe. (sighs) So as you lie here in Shavasana, just absorbing the medicine that we've cultivated in our tissues through the course of this flow. I want you to just reawaken to the magic, the awe-inspiring magic of this reality we're sharing. And while it may be safer in a way to join the masses in their self-entitled, self-interested Slumbers. Dare to be awake, dare to be happy, dare to be innocent, inspired, in love, dare to remember, dare to live as though it matters. Dare to feel too much. Dare to act and be and think as though all around us is sacred and that we are sacred. And as you emerge from your shavasana, again, drawing yourself up in a way that does not feel jarring but feels like an emergence a renewal a fresh start take your time however you need to go about that and to draw ourselves back to the same position we've started in yet it's new it's different it's we have perspective now today clearly needed to be a super gentle nur- nurturing s- stillness and serenity cultivating flow so I hope it felt good for you as it did for me and while on Saturday we will we will turn up the heat we will, know, bring in those strength aspects uh, and and kind of go deeper into that realm. It will not be instead of this this, uh, aspect of serenity and gentleness and resensitization. It's actually going to be, because we've done this today, we'll be able to go in there with so much more competence and um, uh, effectiveness uh, and calm. So just keep that in mind. Uh, all of these these journeys we take together—they they're not separate. They're all they all build on one another. So I hope you continue to join me, even if you can't make the live class. Remember that I'm putting up the the um, the Zoom recording right away, basically as soon as it's available, and and then you'll get the HD uh, version shortly thereafter. I'm putting up the Saturday's uh, last Saturday's class is now edited. It should be up by tomorrow morning. And um, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me. Namaste.